poll question. We talk uh, wellness corner now and speaking about the gap between. So first of all, we were supposed to talk to Melissa Lane. I'm sure you're a bit confused because I said that in the uh, beginning of the show that we were going to unpack intermittent fasting and its nutritional value. But because of load shedding woes, uh, programming got uh, interrupted. We couldn't get a hold of her. She is not uh, uh, got battery life. Um, uh, but uh, thank goodness we saw that ahead of time. So we talk now the gap between the life expectancy in men, which is about five to seven years less than that of women. One fact that did emerge over the course of this pandemic is that men don't like to talk about their health problems, and men hardly take advantage of preventative medicine such as vaccinations. Men don't see doctors as often as they should, and they beat around the bush where their health and wellness is concerned. Of course, we're generalizing. This is according to North Coast Courier. But this month is Men's Health Awareness Month. And experts say that life expectancy can be increased considerably by changing bad lifestyle habits. We're joined by counseling psychologist Benedict Mflongo as we unpack Men's Health Awareness Month. Benedict, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, good morning, Asanda. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's our pleasure. What are the major observations during Men's Health Awareness Month? There's quite a few, actually, but also just thank you for this most important, very vital topic, actually. So the major things that actually we need to look at for men, men have this ideal perceptions that actually I'm okay, Mm. I'm all right, I'm a man, and unconsciously the word men for them is seen as invincible. It is actually seen or actually they've internalized the definition or the identity of men to be a person who doesn't actually complain, who doesn't actually reach out for help. Mm. So that's the major, major stigma and problem or issue that we need to actually address. That reaching out for help, is it always uh, in cases of physical ailments or also mental issues? It's definitely both. It's definitely both. And we can also... Just according to psychology, you can actually just narrow it down to, you know, the early pre-socialization of what it means to be a man, especially in young boys. So we have what we call the observational learning type of theory by, you know, Pandora. So growing up at home or any type of, you know, toddler or being a teenager or being a person who's actually, you know, at that time, we learn things from our fathers as well. So after the ages of actually six upwards, boys, young boys actually look up to their father as opposed to actually looking at things from their mother. So the issue then becomes that my father is not actually, I don't, I, I don't, I hardly ever see my father being sick or coming out or my father actually maybe telling me that, listen, I am going to the doctor. So the lack of exposure or conversation then actually builds up a type of masculinity identity that is actually saying that, listen, you're strong. So it also builds this, you know, very complex secrecy when it comes to health be it mental health, be it physical health, or any type of medical health that actually a man is to actually do. So there's this negative stigma that actually hovers around men. We've been unraveling and challenging the stereotypes on these issues, you know, that men don't feel, men feel like they're okay, they don't need to talk about their issues, they don't need to reach out for help. I mean, in, in latest years, I think even COVID-19 kind of shined the spotlight on that. So if we are challenging stereotypes, and things are not really changing, how long will it be for this mind shift to take place that's needed when it comes to men's health? Mm, that's a very important question, Asanda, because, I mean, time, there are a lot of time constraints, but we can actually try and narrow the time by having this 
actually or looking at this perspective from a community intervention type of you know aspect where we get everybody involved in terms of actually you know assisting and actually eradicating this negative stigma so i.e uh, the wives i.e the families mothers uh, other uncles so we can actually challenge that and maybe limit or actually decrease the time for us to actually get there so we need to actually see this as a community problem more than it is of a man problem so i'm not actually bestowing or, or a level of responsibility to the wives or other people as well. But I strongly feel or suggest that if we all attended to that or addressed it from a community perspective, I think we can actually get far. How much of a, a challenge to the stereotype or how much of a mind shift does the fact that some men are raised in single mom households uh, have where, you know, that role model is now a woman instead of a man, and a woman is seen to be that one who does open up and talk about their health issues. Okay, I guess we won't get figures in terms of research, but in your view, how much of a, a challenge or how much contribution will this make into challenging stereotypes and mind shifts? That, that, that is a very good one. I mean, that is quite positive as well as negative. Positive mm-hmm. in the sense that if one is actually raised in, you know, a, a woman-dominated household, the person can actually see, you know, the mother or the grandmother is breaking down, speaking and reflecting on issues, as well as, I mean, being, 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 being cautioned or being disciplined through, you know, talk. So talk therapy then, that's actually, that is the unconventional type of therapy that actually happens in that household. So then the person or the boy goes into the man who actually is quite vocal and is very much, you know, honest in terms of how they feel. So now I see a new generation of men, men who actually cry in my therapy room, men who are actually not actually, you know, shy to actually say, listen, doc, uh, I, I took leave today to actually go to a dentist, to a medical doctor as well as yourself. Mm-hmm. So I'm seeing quite a lot of men. And then when I actually research and looking at their own background type of, you know, uh, history, it's just being mother, 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 mother. So what do we do then? How do we encourage more men to come forward and tackle their health issues, but also maybe starting with preventative measures before there's a problem? I, th- I think what we need to actually encourage or actually draft or drive at, as first and foremost, which is very important for me, is actually make them accept certain emotions as well as reflect on them, as well as speak about them. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to actually cry. I think that is the most important tool that we can actually reach out. So if I'm actually in a space where I'm feeling comfortable to actually be vulnerable, because men actually shift away to be vulnerable, they see that as being weak or anything. But maybe let's change that narrative to actually see that, okay, you're quite strong. You're quite actually a very pivotal person in the sense that you're very in touch as you have the ability to actually cry. So in terms of preventative methods or, or measures, we can start with an early childhood, actually, having certain, you know, assessments, medical assessments done, and also creating the awareness of, actually, you know, cancer. Because, I mean, cancer now is shifted. It was actually seen to be, you know, uh, a disease that actually attracts or actually, you know, affects the opposite race in this particular country. But no, things have actually shifted now. Because mm. we need to then actually, from a nutritional perspective, we also need to challenge that. So that can also be a very good preventative measure, as well as exercise, as well as actually, you know, engaging in such conversations in the family. So we need to create an environment that is actually free and comfortable for them to actually speak about anything. So let's actually then target the youth as well. Do you think then uh, we should be saying to men, because, uh, I mean, there might be the comfortability, as you say, as a counselling psychologist, you see a few yourself as a man, 
you can go to a male psychologist, or that's not productive. We should say go to a psychologist either way. Definitely, definitely. Any, it doesn't need to be, you know, stereotype or around, you know, to be for it to be very sexist. Uh, no, I see a lot of men, and mostly most of them actually come through, you know, marital counseling, and then I end up seeing them, you know, alone, or if it's actually a trauma that they've actually experienced, and even so, when they're actually crying, when they're actually telling things, there's still a level of them feeling quite embarrassed as well, feeling a level of guilt to say maybe I let, you know, the man fraternity down, which is also very unrealistic, mm. very unrealistic. So I think it's very important, as you mentioned, that it doesn't need to be a male doctor, a male psychologist, or a male, you know, dentist, but the fact that you are going to actually seek mental health or seek actually any form of medical help is very important. Absolutely. All right. Um, let's leave it there for now. Um, how do people get a hold of you? Dr. Better? Yes, they can actually follow my Instagram, um, Dr. Better. And yeah, I can assist, refer anything that they need to do. So let's actually create a better, you know, South Africa where we talk and actually mm. are not shy to reach out. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And any events you'll be getting engaged in for the Mental Health Awareness Month for men? Uh, so quite a few actually, which I'll share as we go, but I haven't okay. actually confirmed the dates. But let's just actually check out my page. I have a few that I'll post. Awesome. Thank you again. A happy Wednesday to you. Thank you. I've learned to take care. Thanks. Benedict Mklongo, counseling psychologist, also known as Dr. Beta. So it's Dr. underscore Beta on Instagram to get a hold of uh, him. Very important uh, for what we need to do this month in terms of not just awareness, but action. Okay, we talk travel and leisure in just a bit, uh, exploring South Africans' hidden gems as we focus on the Northern Cape in Kimberley. We'll be talking to Tsepang Lobete, who is a tourism operator. Our time now is 4.41. Here's Fat Freddy's drop with flashback.